Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Friend of the program joins us a lot during the NFL season, offseason. Hey, Ryan, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning, guys. How's it going? What's up, Ryan? We're doing well. We're doing well. You know, Taz and I were talking, what an amazing Monday night game it was. I mean, you can make the argument it may be the best NFL game of the year uh, that went Seahawks way in overtime over the 49ers. You know, I know there's more talented quarterbacks in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs, Ryan. But, you know, I made this claim to Taz when I get your thoughts, and we had a good conversation about it earlier. I'll tell you, I'll take Russell Wilson over them all. I mean, he just finds a way. It might not always be pretty. He deals with a lot, deals with a lot of deficiencies of that offense. He, you know, it, th- there's a lot to like about Russell Wilson as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, Moose, here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes is obviously more talented uh, taken as a whole. But if you have Patrick Mahomes on the Seahawks team, he may not last a week because Russell Wilson has to do everything. They were without Justin Britt, their center last night, and we saw early in the game the backup center get absolutely destroyed uh, on a play that he probably never wants to see again. But Russell Wilson is basically a one-man show on this offense. He puts everyone on his back. He just takes over. And sometimes it takes a little time, like last night when you're playing the best defense in the league. Other times he just shows up and goes to work. But But – it's a system where very few people would have success in it. The offensive line isn't very good, for one. There are a lot of turnovers with the, the, the mishandling of the ball, number two, especially with Chris Carson. He's a fumbling machine a lot of times. And they don't have a lot of people to throw to now that Tyler Lockett looks like he's going to be out for a while with, with, a, with a lower leg injury. And even before that, there was a reason they went out and got Josh Gordon. But I'm with you. I, I feel like he is one of the best players in the league. I don't know if I'm going to – put him number one on top of my MVP ballot. That's why I hesitated. But you can't make the case that he is not the most important person for his team, given what he does every single week. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you know, hey, Ryan, what about you know, Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback. I mean, uh, you know, in a big playoff spot, are you concerned with him? Yes, mm. without question. In fact, going into this game, I was asked whether the 49ers should be considered a Super Bowl team. And I said, uh, ask me afterwards how Jimmy G plays will ultimately decide where I come down to that answer, because we know the defense is good. We know that Manny Sanders was, an, uh, was a great addition. We know that George Kittle's one of the best tight ends. Now, I mentioned those two last two names. Manny Sanders left early with a rib injury. George Kittle didn't play. So those are reasons you could point to and say, well, Jimmy didn't have anyone to throw the ball to. Fair enough. Devo Samuel stepped up, and there was a play late in the game, late in the fourth quarter, maybe even overtime, I can't remember now. He had a chance to hit Debo Samuel down the sideline, underthrew it by two or three yards, and it was a great pass breakup by Shaquille Griffin. If he makes that play, hits Debo in stride, that game's over in the, in the story. But that wasn't even – I mean, that happens. Tom Brady doesn't make that throw 100% of the time. But we saw plenty of examples of horrible decision-making by Jimmy G. He had an interception, could have had a few more. He was also victimized by drops. It goes both ways. But I feel like the two biggest issues for me were the fumbles. And they came on sacks, and they came on sacks that were coming in his face. They weren't blindside sacks. If you see a, a, a pass rusher coming at you, Hold on to the ball extra tight. You can't you can't turn the ball over in those situations. Those are sort of stupid penalties that will end up or mistakes that will end up costing your team. And uh, the first one was to the Davian Clowney returning for an, uh, a touchdown. So yeah, look, he was fine. 
there were circumstances. Everyone wasn't there. We understand all that. But he has to play better. There's no doubt about that. I don't think anyone, Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan, would tell you differently if this team is going to do anything more than go to the playoffs. Uh, Ryan, when you look at uh, certainly as, you know, the 49ers are certainly there. The Seahawks are right there with that victory to win that NFC West as well. They're going to, both teams are going to meet up the final uh, game of the regular season up there in Seattle. And you hope there there's everything on the line in terms of that division, uh, which is a possibility, uh, which would make for an amazing week 17 matchup between these two teams. I'm curious because, you know, coming off what we saw week 10, uh, the, the Saints performance against the Falcons. We know Quinn made adjustments to that coaching staff. Ryan back at quarterback. Now, you don't want to read too much into it, but we all have a tendency to overreact. Is that a blip on the screen for New Orleans? Is that a concern for you about the Saints here moving forward? The fact that they are as heavy a favorite as they were and the fact that they got beaten so badly the way that they did. Yeah, it's a huge concern. And if you had said to me before the game, look, Matt Ryan's going to go in there and throw for 500 yards, and he's going to somehow pull this game out of his butt, you'd be like, okay, that happens. Matt Ryan's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, sure, they have Julio Jones. We, we know how good that offense can be, even though they've struggled this year overall. But that's not what happened. What happened is that the, the Falcons' defense, one of the worst defenses in the league, last and third down stops coming into this game, sacked Drew Brees six times. They had seven sacks coming into that game. Dan Quinn was 45 minutes away from being fired until he started rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. He avoided the iceberg in, in New Orleans. But you have to be concerned if you're the Saints because that wasn't how you were supposed to lose that game given the 4% chance you had to lose the game anyway. So I don't know how you fix that. Um, you have Drew Brees still. Alvin Kamara's coming back. He's still getting healthy. You have Mike Thomas. Uh, it, so hopefully Sean Payton, Drew Brees, thinks it's a, it's a blip on the radar, but that was a one-win Falcons team, one of the worst teams in the league, had done nothing this season to convince you that they were anything other than that, and and they came in there and, and stuck it to them. So troubling, but again, we can look back a month from now and say, oh yeah, remember that time they lost to the Falcons? The, the uh, Saints are red hot now. But again, it gives you pause given the circumstances and given the opponent. Uh, you listen to Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Ryan Wilson, NFL analyst and reporter for CBSSports.com and CBS Sports HQ. So, Ryan, you know, uh, Moose and I were talking earlier about the Rams a little bit, and and um, you know they're sitting five and four right now. They have a plethora of weapons. They got you know Goff, their quarterback with a brand new contract, all these offensive weapons, the best defensive guy you're going to find in Aaron Donald and all this jazz. But yet they're five and four. But I want to ask you, are you surprised with the lack of offense for the Rams right now at this point in the season? Uh, Tats, I'll tell you, I watched that game closely in Pittsburgh. Benny Snell's going to be out this week, too. Just so you know, <laughs> don't get your hopes up. But here's the issue. Yeah, but he got some reps, man. You know, you got come on, I'm the guy. I, I basically brought him out to the public, this guy, Benny Snell. <laughs> he right. He was, Tats is getting 2% of the contract, by the way. <laughs> your right. credit, he was playing well before he got hurt. There you go. He was. But here's the thing about I don't even know if Jared Goff is good or not. I suspect he's not as good as he should be given his contract. But that offensive line is in such disarray. They moved about four guys around because of injuries. They lost their center in the first quarter, and they got absolutely dominated from start to finish, and Jared Goff had virtually no time to throw the ball. That happens. You can't blame Jared Goff. You can't blame Sean McVay. Um, Cooper Cup didn't catch a ball. I think he had at least one drop. So the thing started to snowball. But here's my concern with the Rams. They're not going to the playoffs, by the way, but my long-term concern. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. They bought, brought back virtually everyone this season. And their solution to get back to the Super Bowl was to trade two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey and get rid of Marcus Peters. 
is Marcus Peters that much worse than Jalen Ramsey that it necessitates using two first-round picks? No, absolutely no. not. And not only that, now you can't fix the offensive line because you trade away all these picks, and Jalen Ramsey probably won't want to play left guard if you need him to. So I think this team is going in the wrong direction because of injuries and mismanagement of player personnel. Their salary cap is through the roof, and um, there's no quick fix for this. So they have to hope these guys get healthy on the offensive line. They can piece something together, make, maybe make a backdoor run to the wild card spot, but I don't think it's going to happen. You know, when you look at the AFC here, Ryan, as we sit here in mid-November, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. This is when the Patriots, as their staff often tries to find out exactly what they are, right? They usually use the first eight, nine weeks of the season to kind of figure out what they are. It, you know, does it appear – what we look at, even with the loss to the Ravens, right, do you still think – I mean, I, I still have a hard time thinking Baltimore is going to go into Foxborough and beat the Pats in Foxborough in the playoffs, even with what we witnessed a couple Sunday nights ago. But with that being said, you know, do you think it's New England and everybody else, or do you put the Baltimore Ravens on that plane right there with the Pats? Well, the, the good news for, uh, for New England is that they're going to be playing in Gillette Stadium, it looks like. Uh, they, their schedule, they could lose maybe one more game. Um, the Ravens are playing extremely well, but they can't afford to lose another game just because they're already one game back. So that's the good news. That said, back in 2009, Joe Flacco and Ray Rice went into New England and absolutely stomped the Patriots they in, did. in the playoffs. So unlike most other teams in the AFC, the Ravens aren't necessarily scared to go to Gillette Stadium. They prefer to play in um, Baltimore, obviously, if you're looking for something second half of the season to, to see where the to sort of gauge the temperature of the Patriots, we know the defense is great and probably first or second along with the 49ers. Is this offense going to ever start playing like the offense we're used to seeing? Because they've struggled. They don't have a tight end. The left tackle situation is in flux. As I, um, Isaiah wins out. Marshall Newhouse got absolutely destroyed in the last game against the Ravens before the bye. And that's my question because we're just talking about the 49ers here. Can that offense step up in order to help out the defense if the defense is off one night? Can that happen with New England to a lesser degree? We know Tom Brady's great. We know that Julian Edelman can catch 45 passes a game, each going for three yards. But at some point, if you need a big play, how are you going to do that late in the game? We didn't see it in that Baltimore game. That's my concern. That said, I think Baltimore's right there with him. I think Lamar Jackson is playing with such confidence. He is so incredibly good that you can even take that game to um, New England in January because he runs the ball a lot anyway. So... I think those are the two teams. We'll see what happens with Mahomes and his health. He looked pretty good, but they lost that game to the Titans. So I think they're probably a distant third right now. Mm. Right. So let me ask you, with the Giants, uh, we were talking earlier about this. We were talking about yesterday about this. And uh, word comes out that, that they're not going to shut down Barkley right now. So what would you do? What do you think should happen with Barkley here? You know, the great running back for the New York Giants and, and that he's a little banged up and the Giants stink, they stink right now. So yeah. what would you do with your, your stance on this whole deal? Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't shut him down and let him get healthy. What? Look, uh, Saquon Barkley running for 200 yards every game the rest of the season isn't going to save Pat Shermer's job. They're they're two and eight. They're not very good. Daniel Jones has actually made progress. He's he threw four uh, four touchdowns. Excuse me, last game. Fumbling is an issue, but again, you, you need to draft some offensive linemen or sign some offensive linemen to help him. And I think that's something you obviously can't do right away. But it's it's encouraging that he's playing as well as he, he has played. Uh, hurting. Uh, Short-term interest in Saquon Barkley's success at the cost of long-term um, gain doesn't make any sense to me. He was a second overall pick. He's supposed to be the cornerstone of this franchise along with, with Danny Dimes, and yet you're out there running around in games that don't mean anything. So I wouldn't do it, but Pat Shermer is in a different situation than me job-wise, so maybe that has something to do 
in terms of informing his decision on that. You know, uh, Ryan, staying in New York with both the Jets and the Giants, you know, Shermer and Gase, um, you know, it, Giants are usually a patient organization. Are they going to have this kind of a turnover this quickly with Shermer only in year two? What about Adam Gase year one and their job security? I know there was a report in the Daily News saying that Gase's job is safe. Uh, and they played well against the Giants, but they've been really bad this year. What about both head coaches in New York? Well, listen, if the Jets are playing the Giants every week, then Adam Gase's job should be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I think it's important to ask some questions. Here's what I said the other day. If you took Andy Reid and put him on this Jets team, same roster, everything is the same, just replace him with Adam Gase with Andy Reid. Do you think Sam Darnold's a better quarterback than he is now? Yes. He's a million times better. They may still be 2-7, and seven, but Sam Darnold will be doing things that you say, hmm, this guy, there's a reason he was the third overall pick. He's playing with a ton of confidence. He is getting better. We have seen none of that from Adam Gase, comma, quarterback whisperer. So what's the plan? If you're going to bring him back and just have one more year wasted with Sam Darnold, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Pat Shermer got fired. Uh, no, he didn't get fired. Excuse me. He hasn't, play, he hasn't coached well. McAdoo did a much better job than McAdoo did. Wasn't still they, they, that team wasn't as good as they could have been, obviously. But it's just sort of weird that why are we hanging on to Pat Shermer when it's not clear that that this is going to work? They got rid of Odell Beckham. I don't think that was Pat Shermer's doing. They haven't really found a replacement in him. Darius Slayton's playing fine as a as a fourth round rookie. I think he was a fourth rounder. He's he's done fine. But they need weapons, and there's a lot of questions. The defense is terrible. I would keep neither of these guys if I were in charge. But you know, as you point out. The Giants are patient, and, and maybe the Jets are willing to see what can happen in year two with Adam Gase, although I think we all know how this is going to work out. Mm. Hey, Ryan, so let's if we talk about the Steelers for a second, and Mike Tomlin, you know, he's doing just uh, a hell of a job in, in, in that head coaching role, but this year just really just uh, speak on a little bit on that. I mean, he's, he's done an excellent job. I know they're not sitting like they're the best team in the NFL. I know that, but he's done a hell of a job thus far without, you know, without Antonio Brown, without – Lev Bell, without Ben Roethlisberger, you know, being healthy, you know, so so speak on Tomlin if you don't mind. Yeah, here's the thing, man. They're somehow the sixth seed in the playoffs in the AFC, and yeah. they have, as you point out, no one on offense. They uh, sort of control Mason Rudolph, the second year quarterback, by a lot of short passes and a lot of running game. The running game isn't there. James Conner hasn't played, and uh, the last few games, and it's been that defense. That defense is playing out of its mind. It starts with T.J. Watt up front and Bud Dupree. And then on the back end, back in week two, they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. And yep. a lot of Steelers fans were pulling their hair out about why would you give a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. Turns out the, uh, the Dolphins got fleeced. They should have given up more than a first-round pick. He has been a game-changer on the back end. Tremendous, tremendous, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Hayden, too, with him. Joe, Joe Hayden, Hayden has yeah. found new life in Pittsburgh. So that's been sort of – we talked about the Patriots. We talked about the 49ers defense. That's been sort of the thing holding the Steelers together at this point. The offense has to get better. But to, to your point, I, I do wonder if Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell had a time machine, if they would go back and say, you know what, maybe, maybe I don't love everything in Pittsburgh, maybe the things that annoy me, but I'm going to stay here. I'll take the contract the Steelers offered me, which is even higher than the one that the Jets gave me, Le'Veon Bell. And that team could be completely different right now. That said, they're 5-4. and four. They're not going to. I don't imagine they're going to find a way to the playoffs. Maybe they do. They play the Browns twice in the in the Bengals in the next three weeks. A crazy scenario. They could be seven and four, which is insane. You know, Ryan. I'm curious. Sure. You know, I you know the the NFL draft will be here before you know it. I'm just curious in terms of you know coming into this year, it was always about you know stink for Tua, whatever it might be. The Tua technically of all the sweepstakes down there in Alabama. 
Now you look at the year that Burroughs had at LSU. From from NFL guys you talk to, uh, and Burroughs now the Heisman Trophy favorite, obviously, with the year he's had for LSU and the Tigers. Has uh, Burrow uh, jumped over Tua in terms of a, as an NFL prospect, at quarterback? I think feelings are mixed. I think people still love Tua, <clears throat> excuse me, because he's had the experience he's done it for a, over a longer period of time. I thought Tua actually played pretty well in the Alabama game, given that he had, had surgery 20 days before. But there are other people that are like, Joe Burrow is legit. I do a mock draft every week, and it comes out this morning. I have Joe Burrow going ahead of Tua. If you, I've watched, I think, five or six games of Joe Burrow's this year. Every single game, he has been on point. And it is crazy because he was a day three pick coming into this uh, season. No one gave him much thought last year. Moose, his, percent, his completion percentage is 21 points higher today than it was a year ago today. That's how Amazing. insanely he is playing at such a high level. And NFL teams will try to pick him apart. There's very little stuff to pick apart other than I didn't do this last year. So that's a fair question. But I think if you're starting a team, Joe Burrow, plays a lot in the pocket like Tom Brady, but he runs like Marcus Mariota. I mean, he is tough. He's a leader. All that other stuff you want to check the box on. I like Tua. My biggest issue with him is, is durability. Yeah, and, and that's the issue. Can he go out there and stay healthy? I, but I think you can make it, and, and Ryan, I, I think with that, you could easily make the argument that, that Chase out at Ohio State's the best player in college football, right? And the best news for him is if the NCAA decides to keep him out. He's healthy, just like his, his teammate last year, Nick Bosa. He will go into the offseason, the draft season healthy. He is absolutely dominant. Not one NFL team will care that he took out a loan and paid it back uh, to fly his girlfriend out to, to see a football game or wherever, whatever it is. No one cares about that. Is he healthy? Is he a good person? By all accounts, yes and yes. Okay, I will take him number two overall on the Redskins if the team drafts, uh, uh, you know, if the – the Bengals take a quarterback. Yeah, and the Redskins, they need all the help they can get down there in D.C. Because that is, you know, Taz and I were talking about it earlier. I mean, they're going to start Haskins the rest of the way here. I mean, that organization, Ryan, is a complete and utter mess. And that's the thing. Look, you make fun of the Dolphins, but at least the Dolphins appear to have a plan. They have three first-round picks. They're going to stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick, whatever. They're done with Josh Rosen. That's okay. They've traded all these other players to accumulate other picks. Fine. What are the Redskins doing? We have Trent Williams, one of the best players in the league. We're going to be vindictive and just not trade him at all, even though he wants to be traded. And then at the trade deadline, 15 minutes before, we'll see if we can trade him. No one wants that, and now they're going to bench him and not pay him. So now you have to go through all this next offseason. Meanwhile, you have Dwayne Haskins, who needs to be protected, who has very little confidence because he takes a beating back there. He has no one to throw the ball to other than Terry McLaurin, his Ohio State teammate. And that they have to fix things. It starts up top in the front office. I don't imagine anything changes with Bruce Allen in the offseason. They've got to find a coach. So you're right. This is a four or five or 25-year turnaround project in D.C., it feels like. All right, good times. Hey, Ryan, uh, appreciate the time this morning. We really do. And, uh, and have yourself a good Tuesday, all right? Thanks, Thank Ryan. you, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.